Hello, everyone, and welcome to another installment of Podcast 360, your go-to resource for medical education and clinical updates. I'm your moderator, Jessica Bard, with Consultant 360, a multidisciplinary medical information network. Dr. Nirmish Shah is here to speak with us today about his team's research presented at ASH 2023 titled Use of Machine Learning to Predict 30-Day Reutilization of Care for Patients with Sickle Cell Disease Treated for Vaso-Occlusive Crisis. Dr. Shaw is the Director of the Sickle Cell Transition Program and the Director of Clinical Research in Benign Hematology at Duke University School of Medicine in Durham, North Carolina. Thank you for joining us today. Please provide us with an overview of this research. Yeah, so this is an exciting part of what I do nowadays, which is to really work with a lot of super investigators that that do machine learning and, and, and algorithm development based on big data. And so one aspect of, of what I have been focusing on is can we use physiologic data, and that can come from vital signs, it can come from your Apple Watch, but it can come from a multiple number of measures that really are just showing how your body's doing. So heart rate, activity, sleep, um, you know, steps, et cetera, anything that you can get um, for, for that is a reflection of your, of your physiologic status and have it predict an actual clinical out endpoint. And so in the past, up leading up into this abstract, we, you know, we've been focusing on pain itself. Can we predict pain? And so we've, we have a, a number of uh, publications and, and investigations to show that we do a fairly good job. We, we're, we're actually kind of in a, in a 70% uh, range of predicting a pain score at any given moment based on just physiologic data. But the next step is to say, well, well, you know, that's pain in any given moment. Can I predict what's going to happen in the near future? And so one, one really important part of um, taking care of patients with sickle cell is to recognize that pain is unpredictable. And many patients who come in and are hospitalized in pain uh, come back to the hospital within 30 days. And, and readmission rates are historically high. Um, the range is somewhere between the 30 and 40% range, meaning you, know, you have a patient admitted, you get them better from pain, but there's a 30 to 40% chance they're going to come right back within 30 days to the hospital. And so it's, it's an unfortunate situation for patients, but, but just as important, it's, it's a difficult situation for the medical teams to figure out which patient's going to come back, how do I help them, what support can I give them? So the overview uh, for, for this study was, can I take medical record data, and in particular, uh, vital signs, so that's heart rate, blood pressure, systolic and diastolic, pulse ox, and their pain scores, and can I predict that they're going to come back within 30 days? And so we, we ran a number of machine learning algorithms, different, there's many different techniques now, but we, we ran a number of them uh, on that data for, for um, 19 patients that had been admitted. And then we looked at uh, a number of the patients and, and tried to determine for those that were admitted, what's, what's our, our ability to, to predict that they're going to come back within 30 days. What we try to do is calculate, would they come back at, you know, within 30 days, what was the day that they would come in and, and, and would that day be less than 30 days or beyond 30 days? What we found, which is, I think, exciting, is that just looking at medical record, and of course, we'll get into what the next steps are, but what we found was is that we we're just above 60% uh, accuracy of predicting that the patient's coming back 
within 30 days, just on vital signs, just looking at their physiologic uh, data. So what is next for research on this topic here? Yeah, so there's, a, there's a, several different ways we can, we can look at this going forward. The first is that there's, of course, we're, we're really oversimplifying the data set by just looking at vital signs. There's a lot of other aspects which are uh, um, just as important, if not um, very relevant to, to what's going to happen in the next 30 days. And that includes what medications they're on. Uh, what are their comorbidities? Do, for example, if they have a history of avascular necrosis, which is uh, necrosis of, let's say, their hip, then that's a source of pain, maybe a reason for them to come back quickly. Um, do they have chronic pain? So there's all these comorbidities that need to be added. Uh, what, what is their historical uh, readmission rate in the past? How far do they live? What is the temperature outside? So that, that actually is the next step for us is to layer all that data into this analysis as well and then further refine. So this was really just proof of concept. Can we do better than just random, um, you know, uh, random guessing? Um, and can we build a, an initial algorithm based on very simple physiologic data? Because that's what we've been doing. And now that we have a little bit of a signal, we have a little bit of uh, promising results, can we make it even better? And I think we can, because as I mentioned, many things seem to be uh, very, very um, contributory to, to readmissions. And I think uh, we, we can add those type of measures and, and hopefully improve on our data. Now let's sum it up here. What are the overall take-home messages? The take-home, I think, I think we can think in a couple different ways. The first is that I think we have to recognize that there is data that we may not understand, but is helpful for us to understand our patients. But we need help to do that. We need help to digest that data. And so I, I, I often get a very common question is, well, you know, don't we already have so many uh, things to process as, as a medical provider, as a physician? I'm looking at labs and diagnoses and, and the patient history. And now you're asking me to, to now think about a, another data point. Well, my, my goal hopefully, again, coming from, from experiences, is that I think it's, it's a, a relative risk that we're trying to, to build here. Is that if, if I, you know, the best uh, analogy I always give is, um, you know, when we, when we build algorithms for the weather, right, when we have a weather prediction app, we don't always, we well, very rarely say 100% accurate that this is going to be rain today, but we often say with 80% chance of rain or 70%. So if we can build those type of predictions into outcomes, like clinical outcomes, for pain, of course, but also readmission or for complications, I think that would be very meaningful. Where again, we, we have to put it all into context, but the more that, that needle moves towards uh, you know, 80 90%, that really, I think, raises um, a lot of concerns to the medical team to say, well, what, what can I do to try and hopefully move that needle back down? And, and then the other, other considerations are, that I think we need to think systematically. And, and so if we identify, for example, that you know, the vital signs are, are an important part, uh, but, but there's a certain aspects of the vital signs is most important. So I'll bring up an example. You, you find out that, for, um, that the sleep quality is a huge aspect, or you find out that, that the heart rate and activity is a huge aspect. Well, are there interventions that improve each of those aspects? Uh, that, then that might be a way to address you know, what, what, the, what is eventually going to lead to higher readmission rates or, or, or bad outcomes in general. 
Dr. Shaw, thank you so much. Is there anything else that you'd like to add that you think that we missed? Yeah, I, I would just promote the the concept that I, I think machine learning and this the the AI and computer um, leveraging the computer to do all this analysis is is really where we're we're moving. And so I would love uh, uh, many investigators to to kind of work together because it actually takes a lot of data to try and make this kind of analysis work best. And so as I think as uh, us as investigators across the country, across uh, different institutions. Uh, I think if we could put our heads together and, and put our data sets together, which is a, is a whole nother, uh, uh, probably a whole nother podcast of how to best do that, but, but getting data together, I think it's going to be a huge opportunity for us to learn more about um, our patients and, and also potentially about how to uh, approach our patients and manage them. Perfect. Well, thank you again for joining us on the podcast today. No, thank you again for, for the opportunity.